When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are doing the much requested uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh my God. I have so much to say, Craig. I have so much to say <laughs> this movie is not right okay it's messed up from jump street this is <laughs> this is a minefield was this did this give you any anxiety because watching this movie gave me anxiety <laughs> uh yeah a little bit uh yeah 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 i was just like this is this is not how any of this should go down uh i definitely pegged a few um exes or people i might know in these characters you know like it's uh yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's 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 simply not right okay so <laughs> before we jump into anything because i'm actually very curious to hear your opinion on this yeah. who do you think the villain in this movie is who do i think the villain is supposed to be in this movie i think like who the I, who I, the writers and intended to be the villain Yes. Yes. Who, who are we as the audience, not judging this on the level that you and I would judge this on. Right. Okay. Just going in, you know what I mean? Afternoon movie chilling. Okay. Who are you supposed to dislike in this movie? I think it's uh, Kimberly, uh, Cameron Diaz's character. I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with you. You think, so <laughs> you think that the, the writers, the directors, everybody like that intended for the villain to be somebody else? I think they intended us to watch the movie from the villain's point of view, which is Julia Roberts' character. Right. Julianne. Okay. Okay. That is my that is my that is my push on this. That she is actually the villain of this movie, and we watch the whole movie through her. Uh, and here's yeah, no, where I'm I, gonna. I, <laughs> And I'm going to defend her, which is insane. Okay, what? because she's a. Oh yeah, <laughs> buckle up. What? Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. How? Okay. Do I think? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Do I think she's an absolutely terrible person? Yes. Okay. But do I think these two people should get married? Fuck no. Okay. I think that okay. man is trash. He's trash garbage. This marriage was supposed to be broken up. Okay. And she is absolutely picking up on shit that he's dropping. He's a disgusting man that should not be getting married. Okay. And that's why I think this villain is defendable. Okay. She does a lot of bad things, but I don't think, I think she does bad things to a bad person. That's my argument. <laughs> Holy cow. I was not expecting you to take that. Uh, I didn't think you were. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, for me, uh, Kim, Kimberly, Cameron Diaz. I'm not going to remember anybody but the actors' names in this. Cameron Diaz, uh, I think, was framed up as the villain in terms of this is that woman who is stealing uh, Julia Roberts' man, right? Like, how dare she? Uh, he doesn't know what he wants. Uh, she, she, she is framed as taking something that belongs to Julia Roberts. And I think... Mm. 
And I think Mm-mm. everything that Julia Roberts does in this is disgusting and not at all how a best friend would ever act. But oh my God, go. dude. I have never in my life, can I just say this? I have never in my life watched a movie where adults, okay, shoehorned the term best friend as many times as they could. You know the writers writing this were like, can we get the title in one more time? Is there a way that we can really drive home that these two are best friends? Friends, I have never, I don't know, Craig, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, maybe maybe I'm a cold-hearted person. Maybe I operate differently than other people. But let me ask you this. Do you ever refer to anybody as your best fucking friend? Uh, no, not really. Not really. And if you did, you'd say it once in passing. Okay, you wouldn't keep driving at home, harping on, this is my best friend. This, it's, it's horrifying, the emotional dependence these two people have on each other. They're both destructive. They're disgusting. What, I, okay, I have a lot of male friends, okay? And I, I think I give off that vibe a little bit, okay? <laughs> a lot of male friends, okay? And at no point, okay, at no point has any of them greeted me with, you look absolutely beautiful. Today, I can't, I cannot keep my eyes off of you. Because if they said that to me, I'd be like, what is your problem? What's going on here? Okay, this is a weird, <laughs> it's a weird dynamic. What are you saying to me right now? Well, and, and I do feel like that brings up a great point, which is that these two people are not what I would classically call best friends. They are two people who hooked up in college and never quite got over each other. And they deserve each other, Craig. They deserve (laughs) each other. They're two assholes, okay? They're two assholes operating. And that's why I believe in Julia Roberts' character, because I believe that she should be with this man, okay? They're terrible people. This guy, okay, this guy invites, okay, let's just, okay, I'm going to go over the plot line of this movie if you haven't seen this movie. Sorry, I feel like I've already flown off the handle. I don't know if you guys can tell. I've had two coffees. I love the energy that she's bringing (laughs) I've had two coffees, and this movie is very deeply upsetting to me. I did enjoy watching it, but if you start analyzing it, your head will explode. It's not right. Okay. So the plot line of this movie is is that Julia Roberts' character, okay, Julianne, which is a huge stretch, <laughs> okay, um, and, Ju- and by the way, Julia Roberts would seem like somebody that would say, it's Julianne. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> point being... <laughs> Is that she finds out, she gets a phone call from her best friend, her best friend, quote unquote, okay, and finds out that he's getting married, and he's getting married that weekend, and he's like, come down, it's a four-day event, I'm getting married to this rich, naive 20-year-old that's super hot, no questions here, no questions, nobody questions anything for some reason in this movie, that's fucked also, okay, I don't like that, okay, this woman's gonna drop out of school for him, okay, not pursue a career, follow him until the end of the earth, because she believes in true love, and she believes they are in love, and Julia Roberts says, no, you know what, kind of think I love this person, even though we're not dating, and I'm gonna go down there and try and break up this wedding, okay, but personally, I do believe this wedding should be broken up, (laughs) okay, Okay. Here's here's the thing. Okay, when she first shows up, the first thing he's like, she and in front of his in front of his soon to be wife is every time, every single time he greets Julia Roberts's character, he said he comments on her appearance. She's so beautiful. You're so beautiful. He walks in on her changing and is like, oh well, it's not like I haven't seen it before. I promise you, if one of my exes walked in on me changing and was like, oh. 
It's not like I haven't seen it before. I'd be like, get the fuck out, you pervert. Get out, you pervert. Okay, this is just, this is not right. You do not have my permission anymore. Also, I just, you're, you're, you're a fiance, okay, who is some, the nicest person on the planet, okay, is, is hugging me, loving me, and I'm just like, oh, by the way, I've just been showing your, uh, your soon-to-be husband me in my unmentionables, okay, and it's fine. Don't worry, it's chill because he's seen it before. That's the equivalent <laughs> of having, like, okay, if I, if I found out, okay, that my boyfriend had old nudes on his phone or, like, tucked away in a drawer of one of his exes, that's, that's, that's no bueno. Okay. That's not, that's not going to fly with me. Okay. And this is the same, if not worse. Okay. So figure it out, girl, get it together. This guy is an absolute asshole. (laughs) Uh, no, that's fair. But I think, uh, I don't think he's without blame, but I think, I, I, I mean, taking the perspective that Kim, Cameron Diaz's character, is the villain in this, she is nothing but kind and nice throughout the entire movie. She doesn't deserve anything that she gets, you know? Um, When Julia Roberts first shows up, the first thing that she does is make her her maid of honor based solely on, on... the fact that she is important to her fiance, right? She is trusting and loving and um, Mm -hmm. secure enough in her relationship to go, this is a person I've never met, but this is obviously somebody who is very important to you. There's some bullshit excuse about why she doesn't have a maid of honor. Um, But Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you that because I know that you're important. Like that woman is a saint right from the beginning. Uh, once again, Julia Roberts, the first thing she kind of tries to do to f- um, split them apart is she learns that Cameron Diaz isn't very good at karaoke or doesn't like singing, going to karaoke bars, which uh, the dude, uh, Michael, does enjoy doing. So she brings them both to a karaoke bar and kind of in a roundabout way forces Cameron Diaz to go up and sing, which she's terrible at. But Cameron Diaz fucking rocks it. Because she's willing to try. You know what I mean? She goes, this is something that's important to you. Therefore, I'm going to go up and try. And I'm not going to, I'm not afraid to put myself outside of my comfort zone for you. I'm really glad you brought up that scene. Okay. Because I, I have a strong note on this scene. Okay. You know, what's crazy about this scene to me is that when Cameron Diaz starts singing, okay, she gets booed a little bit and she's bad at it. Right. Which is part of karaoke. That makes sense. Okay. But her fiance, okay, who just was like, yeah, you got to do it, forcing her, is at no point supporting her until the rest of the crowd does. So he's like Mm. looking at her weird, like, oh, God, this is so bad. And it's like, okay, bitch, you made me do this. And now you're not even going to be supportive of me doing it until I win over the whole crowd because they're all better people than the two of you. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you, you, you're done right. Okay, it's absolutely so, ludicrous. Okay, he's such an ass. This wedding should not have happened. This was honestly, the way this movie ended with them getting married was mo- one of the most disappointing ending. I was like, I can't, I can't believe they got married. The only right thing in my mind is that he leaves both of them and is like, yeah, I'm a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> But you can't. You can't have them end up together because that's... No, of course they can't be yeah, that's together. Not, that's not right. Even though they deserve um, each other. 
ah, they don't, that, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think you have to take the perspective and I, I very much do where it's like, okay, presuming that Julia Roberts is, uh, Michael's best friend. Mm -hmm. That's everything she, every action she undertakes, regardless of whether or not these two should be married is not an action that a best friend would take or somebody who actually cares about that other person. That's that's a line that I have to draw, right? Like I I will go to this one where she forges an email from uh his soon to be father-in-law to his current employer asking uh them to fire Michael. Mm-hmm. Right? That is and this is this is a job that they have established he loves, that he's good at, that he's not willing to leave for a higher paying job like they've gone over this um a lot of their problems between cameron diaz and him are over this job right Mm. and the fact that she's following him around to do it and it a friend wouldn't go behind your back and try and get you fired from a job that you love just to break up a relationship. Oh, I don't think, I don't think at any point um, it was in her mind that he would get fired. She knew he wouldn't get fired. Who would get fired for that? Nobody. Uh, Yeah, but nobody would get fired for that. The point was, was that she knew that he was going to send if, if she sent it, which she didn't technically send it. She didn't mean to send it. Okay. She did type it up. There was intent. Okay. But she didn't technically send it herself. And the fact is, is that she, she, I don't think at any point she was trying to get him fired. She just wanted to split them up. She knew that his boss would send it to him and he would get furious again. And here's, okay. But here's what I want to say. A friend would do. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I don't think they're friends, Craig. I'm not trying to defend them being friends. I'm trying to say that those two people are awful garbage people, okay? And at no point should anybody have married the sweet baby angel that was Cameron Diaz, okay? Okay, so we're agreed there. I think we're just a good... Your, but your point is, is that Julia Roberts, as the villain of this movie, is justified in breaking them up. Because they should not be together at all. Because they should not be together. And mine is that nobody should be mean to Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're on the same side. We're just yeah. coming at it from a little bit. Here, here's the thing. is that when you Okay, so when you break down uh, what has happened and what Julia Roberts has essentially, like, facilitated and manipulated and created these situations where there's going to be tension between the two of them. At no point does he deal with this well at all. He doesn't deal with any of it well. He flies off the handle immediately. And both times Cameron Diaz's character says, it's all my fault or tell him it's all my Mm. fault. You know who says that when it's not their fault? Somebody that's been emotionally abused. Okay, somebody that is constantly being told that they're wrong, it is their fault, and they're they're just desperate to keep this person that they love. Okay, at no point do I think this guy's a good guy. Okay, yeah, I can't, I cannot (laughs) imagine what I would do, Craig. Can you imagine saying any of this stuff to another woman? If you're sitting beside, if you're sitting beside your girlfriend, okay, can you imagine another woman coming in and you standing up and being like, "You look so beautiful today." Is that gonna fly? Is that going to fly? No, no, no. And you know what certainly would not fly at all? And this this part made me so mad is, okay, let's just accept for the fact that 
at the end of this movie, Julia Roberts kisses him. Cameron Diaz sees it. She flees mm-hmm. away. Um, there's this whole thing. There's a car chase. <laughs> it's insane. She steals a bread truck. But somehow at the end of all of this, they end up getting married anyway. Okay. <sighs> and I understand that this is game time. We don't have time to switch out the maid of honor. You know what I mean? The dresses are made. <laughs> oh, you're going to stand here. But in no world, in no world do you get to do a speech. <laughs> At, you kissed my husband an hour ago. Yeah. You don't get to stand up in front of my friends and family and talk about how some psychopath tried to break up the wedding like it's some charming story. That psychopath is you. Get the fuck out of my wedding. I'm Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yeah. No no way she gets the... That is uh, an excellent point and one I had not written down, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, if it's my wedding, like, bitch, you better be gone. <laughs> you better be yeah. gone when I get back. <laughs> like, you... You will stand up for the ceremony because, I mean, maybe not even that. I, I really do feel like one of those uh, cousins could be promoted at that point. <laughs> like a maid of honor doesn't really even yeah, do anything at the ceremony other than I think sign. I think they traditionally sign the marriage certificate, right? Yeah, nobody. Exactly. Oh, if, God. If, if all you need is a witness. just <laughs> such a, That would be such a funny scene, too. <laughs> Oh, just like no maid of honor? No, no, no. Just her having to sign the papers. <laughs> it's just oh. her signature on your fucking marriage certificate for the rest of your life. Right? That's the other thing. That would She's be... in all the photos? Oh, yeah. No, dude. No, no, no. I don't. No, you're bumped. You're. I, I, I take it back even. I was like, game time decision. You can't switch up the maid of honor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can, I think. Like, this guy flying off the... Because this guy's always flying off the handle, too. Like, at no point... At no point do I see why Cameron Diaz loves this guy. Yeah, I will say that's a problem. <laughs> like, they do... They touch on it a little bit, because, like, her... Uh, like, uh, when Julie Roberts is uh, is trying to get, like, kind of intel on how to break them up, like, she's trying to pick at, like, what they don't like about each other and stuff like that to kind of figure out where the rifts are. Um, she kind of talks about like she she talks about some negative things about him, but then is like, oh, he's but he the way he kisses, and I'm like, eh, I don't buy it. <laughs> okay, I don't buy it. Go find somebody else that can kiss you that well. I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> yeah, I I I did like that scene in the elevator though, where Cameron Diaz does really run down that she's not naive necessarily. Like she mm. she understands that. Uh, love involves things that you don't necessarily like about the person, right? Like it's, it, she doesn't have this, um, ironically over romanticized view of romance, right? Where it's just like, you know, uh, your Prince Charming shows up and little birds carry pieces of lace around. And that's how you know that you're in love and everybody's perfect forever. It does seem like she has a good head on her shoulders in that scene about accepting people's faults and all the rest. Um, so I did, I did like that, but I think, I think the point you're saying is like, she kind of needs, she needs more agency in her relationship and we need to see the positive things, not just her talking about that she accepts the bad stuff. Is that right? Am yeah, I- because I, I feel like I, 
I only, I truly feel like I only ever see Michael get be bad. Like he's just, it, it's just him yelling at her or putting her in situations that she doesn't like and then pressuring her to do it anyway. And then like, kind of like, you know, always like glancing over the table at Julia Roberts and being like, oh, you're, you're so beautiful. Yeah. Can I see you in your bra again? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. I can't. It's, I, <laughs> I think there's a version of this movie that I, I would like to see where the two of them actually do have some sort of uh, uh, chemistry, right? Or that we see them dealing with the... Because, because I think... You know, asking somebody to quit school for you to follow you around on your job is kind of a shitty thing, but that's a thing that real couples have to deal with, right? Is mm. we're going to be in different places and someone has to sacrifice something if we want to be together. So I think that could be handled as a much more mature discussion. And I think you could even have that as like an underlying source of tension, right? But But seeing them resolve it in a better way so that you're actually convinced that they like each other or have had some sort of mutual conversation about this difficult thing prior to their wedding would put Julia Roberts as squarely more of the villain. Yes. And I honestly, I also truly wish that they had have made her older. Yeah. What the 28 thing? (laughs) Well, no, he's 28. She's much younger. Oh, oh, sorry, Cameron Diaz's character. Yes. 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 Because, well, oh, yeah, first of all, yeah, you, you bring up a good point with this, which made me roll my eyes so hard and at the same time be very glad that I was not a part of this trend or this generation of people that thought you had to get married at a certain point. Um, this idea of like, oh, we had a pact to get married if we were both unmarried at 28. I'm like, 28? 28. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Yeah, I feel like at 28, you're still like, you're still developing. <laughs> like, I just... You're still figuring some stuff out. Like, hey, if you're out there and you're married at 28, good on you. But oh, like, yeah. Yeah, no you don't problem. need to set. You, it's not like your life ends at 28 and you're not going to meet anybody or you're not going to like, come on. Ridiculous. This whole idea that like you have to be married at a certain point or that there's like these weird arbitrary <laughs> things that you must hit. It is a theme within a lot of these older uh, romantic comedies is um, especially these women that are like, oh, my it's it's another box I need I need to check and it needs to be checked at this point. Otherwise, I'm failing at life. And it's absolutely absurd watching it now. It is, and it's also very shocking to have a movie um, place, uh, if I don't accomplish X by this age, then my life is a failure. And being over that age and not having accomplished that, you're like, bullshit. (laughs) Like, if I'm not married by 28, it's like, I'm not married. I'm over 28. You'd be fine. (laughs) Yeah. What do we get to enjoy? My oh, apartment more? Like, well, Jesus. I guess my life is over because I haven't done this I, in the movie. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, the, that that trope always makes me roll my eyes pretty hard. Yeah. I, it's and also this idea of like you accomplish things on your own pace. And do do we really think that there's people out there that are making these packs together? Like, do these people exist? This idea of like, okay, we're friends and like we have to be married at a certain point. So like if neither of us are married, let's get together later. I don't think so. I I mean, that's insane if you are. 
just fucking like balls to the wall and marry that person now. Like, like it's, <laughs> it'd be such a shitty, like clearly you're okay with the idea of being with that person, but you feel like you could just do a little better. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's just... such a gross thing. Like, so you get to 28, you get to 30, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden uh, you're like, yep, my safety. Here we go. We're together. And the first thing you know you have in common is that both of you settled in order to do this. Like, yeah, I don't think that's that, going to be a healthy relationship. No. And that's exactly the, that is the same problem I have with uh, Julia Roberts in this is you don't want to be with him. You actually don't. Because if you did want ah, to be with him. This is a question I, I wanted to discuss with you. Because at one point she says, or uh, George, her best friend, says uh, her true best friend, her actual best friend, yes. uh, who gets snubbed the whole movie, this poor man. Because uh, <laughs> he truly is. Can you imagine being somebody's best friend and then just have the other person be like, yeah, do you remember my real best friend? <laughs> but at one point he says, and I think it's a really important point, he says, do you actually love him or do you just want to win? Yes, I wrote that down as well. Like, do you just want to win? And I think, because this is something that I kind of struggled with watching this, was I was like, I actually, by the end of it, do truly believe that she wants to be with him. I don't know. There was so many red flags to me in this. (laughs) Where, for Julia Roberts, where it's like, first of all, she's, she's a woman who... They establish shies away from any sort of displays of affection. Like, like mm-hmm. the one thing Michael says that he really loves about her, which is, uh, uh not sorry, uh, Cameron Diaz's character, his fiance, is she lets me hug her in public, and she doesn't immediately try and get out of it. Like she lets me hold her, which is actually a very sweet sentiment. I I, I really did enjoy that. Right where it's just like. When we hug, she's in no hurry to get out of my arms or, you know. And yeah. they establish that Julia Roberts doesn't do that, can't handle that, to the point where she's never said she loves anybody, to the point where, um, a small detail, but you'll notice that a lot of the times, anytime she's actually trying to say something genuine, she's often wearing sunglasses. So, like, can't make real eye contact with people. She can't, she struggles all the way through it to actually express how she's feeling to that person. <laughs> you know, she can't put into words how she's feeling. That to me yeah. is such a huge red flag for you don't actually want to be with this person. You don't want to be with anybody. You have a lot of work to do on yourself mm-hmm. before you can be in a healthy relationship. And I don't think any relationship that, starts with run away with me or ditch your life and will be together dangerously skips over the whole dating courtship phase where you actually get to know each okay, other and but you get to just know to circle back each other like in a relationship yeah to circle back to your original point, which is he says that uh, she doesn't like to be like essentially he loves that uh, Kimmy. Cameron Diaz likes to be held in public. Sure. His immediate follow-up to that is, um, you never did, like, it's like putting it on her and explaining, 
And that's such a weird thing to do when you're out of that relationship. If you don't have any more feelings, romantic feelings for that person, none of that needs to be said. Okay, it is very clear that he still has strong romantic intentions with this woman. Okay, at one point or another, he keeps flip-flopping to a certain degree until the end where he's like, okay, well, I guess I, I guess I'm going to go through this wedding. All of these people are here, and I do love this woman. Okay, yeah. but it's really, really shitty to say, oh, this is what I love about her, and that's why, you know, it's, it's something you wouldn't do. So you can see why uh, I wouldn't be yeah. with you. <laughs> It's gross. It's gr- it is gross. It's fucking gross, Greg. It's gross. And I, I haven't even said the grossest part, okay? Because this I've been waiting, okay? And I want to talk about this because this yeah. is oh, oh, you're you're trash. You trash bags, you trash bags, okay? They go on a boat ride together, okay? Mm-hmm. And he deems it appropriate to slow dance on a boat and sing softly into her ear. If that is not the full penetration of emotional cheating, I don't know what is. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... I'm sorry. That's, he's he's definitely having an emotional affair all the way through this. Um, Absolutely. Days before his wedding. Two days, days before his wedding, days Greg. Before his like, wedding. it's not even like, oh, it's like I'm freaking out and this is a few weeks out and I'm just like, I'm unsure. So I've like... I've done some things I'm not proud of, but we didn't really cross, you know what I mean, cross too many lines, so it's fine. This is like, literally, you're getting married tomorrow. I'm slow dancing with another woman on a boat. Okay, like, what What are you, what are you doing? You're trash. Okay, this wedding should be split up. This is trash man. It's trash uh, man. Yeah, and the other thing I really wanted to point out about that boat ride was this, and Julia Roberts is so forward in this point, it's... To me, this crosses a line. She's so forward here that it crosses the line where he goes, uh, and you know, we'll probably never get a chance to be alone like this uh, again, you know, after today. And she goes, well, except that hot affair that we have twice a year. Like she's already, like she just like proposed that they have affairs like days before the wedding. You know what I mean? Like, like that to me is even a little worse than what he's doing. Like, yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. You I think dancing with that woman on the boat is real bad. But the, to, to for it to be the woman who just verbally said that twice a year we're gonna get together and have mm-hmm. an affair on, and so you can cheat on the wife that you're not even married to yet. That to oh, me. Oh yeah, but is this? Is this woman not just picking up on signals this guy's putting down? Honestly, honestly, man. Like, can you imagine it the other way? Or like if she, at no point does she show up and in front of his fiance go, you're looking so hot today. You're looking stunning today. Okay, he does that <laughs> through the whole movie. Yeah. The whole movie, Craig. Piece of shit. It never stops. Okay, it never stops. And it's in front of his fiance. And she's just smiling like, it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. And it's not fine. Because you can tell by every time she's, she just, anytime there's a problem, she folds inside of herself and goes, okay, like, I, I guess it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm internalizing this. You know what I mean? Like if, 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 if there was constantly, if he was constantly comparing the two of them, which he does, because she does mention that she's like, I feel like you're like the perfect woman that got away. And like, 
That's kind of why, like, I also wanted to meet you and bring you out here and get closer to you. You know what I mean? Which is the probably one of the most emotionally stable ways of dealing with that, okay? Because if it was me, I, and I'm probably much less of a good person than Cameron Diaz's character in this movie, okay, I wouldn't take one bit of this. One bit. Not one fucking bit of this. Okay, if I heard any of that shit wafting in front of my face, I'd be like, hey, excuse me. And I got to tell you, I'm not a jealous person, okay? I do. I'm not one of these people that believe that you can't have friends of the other gender, that you can't go hang out alone, or you can't, you can't have real solid friendships, okay? But at no point in that is that a solid friendship. They're not friends, okay? They're, they're not, not friends. They don't talk enough, okay? They don't. This is the first time she's meeting somebody. They're getting married. They're getting fucking married. This is the first time she's meeting her. He tells her about the wedding the week before, the week of the wedding. That's not a friend. You know, you tell somebody about that well in advance. Uh, or, or I think they even said that she didn't return his calls or something like that. So that's also not a friend. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's crazy is how easy. Okay. Because every single character is likable outside of the couple, uh, outside of these two, outside of Michael and Julianne, every, every other character is super likable. Do you know how easy it is to write in a shitty family? Yeah. Do you know how easy that is to write in shitty parents or that, that, that are too controlling or whatever. Both of the parents in this, his, his new, his new, uh, uh, father and mother-in-law are delightful people. Yeah, and they're introduced <laughs> as such. They're the salt of the earth. You know, I didn't think I liked rich people, but they, they're totally different and they're very generous and they're like, you know, they're not about all that other stuff. Like they introduce the family as that. Yeah. Um, like you you found a literal unicorn and you're still like, mm, maybe, I don't know, I'm flip-flopping even though it's two days before my wedding. Yeah, yeah. So... Stepping back from the movie for a second, because I, I I feel like the movie does interrogate something that's very interesting, which is um, having that one relationship, which you're not over, you haven't moved past, and you're comparing every other relationship to that. Is that something that you have had in your life? Um, no, I don't think so. I can't think of, uh, no, all I take is damage out of relationships. I'm just like, oh, here's another bag to put on the old knapsack. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I I can't think about anybody that I ever left and was like, ah, oh, that was. Or someone, I, I, or someone that you were hoping to be okay, with and then well, weren't. Like, now we're getting closer. We're yeah, getting exactly. Closer. Right. So, and, and that I think is kind of similar to their situation is. It's not quite unrequited, but it sort of is. And and I definitely felt that as a younger person. And I definitely had relationships that I think suffered because, you know, I wasn't quite over old relationships or, or feelings from previous relationships or comparisons to other relationships kind of bled in. So, like, it's kind of a mark of maturity to me that, like, you can move on from that and realize that past relationships don't in that sense, don't really need to affect your current relationships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I it's, think it's, um... so I think it's, it's interesting that they're like, I, I think it's interesting what they're doing is they're sort of showing that uh, Michael or whatever is trying to move on with his life. And then this wrecking ball of Julia, uh, Julia Roberts kind of comes in and drags all that back out of him. 
So in that way, I think that it's very, very toxic. But in the other way, I also think that I agree with you that he shouldn't marry her because he clearly hasn't gotten over and progressed far enough in all his relationships so that he's not comparing it to everybody. I mean, I feel to a certain degree, even he called her there for that purpose. Okay. Like even Mm, the phone call they have initially is too charged for me. It's too charged. Like she brings up a night they had together and then he goes, yeah, I thought, I think about that night all the time. And I was like, okay, okay. You better bump the brakes there, bucko. Okay. All right. Let's get it on reset. Cause this is not, that's not, I, I would literally, I would never say that to one of my exes. That's so weird. I'd never be like, especially if I was seeing somebody, you know what I mean? If yeah. I was, if I was single and I was trying to get something started again, yeah, sure. That's, that's fair game. You know what I mean? I'd bring, I'd be like, Hey, you remember that one time? Huh? Do you remember that really good time we had together? Sure. Okay. But if I was in a relationship at no point, okay, would I call one of my exes and be like, hey, do you remember that? Do you remember the time we had just the most mind-blowing night of our lives? Yeah, you think about that all the time. Good. I'm gonna go be your 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 wife's bridesmaid. Yeah, that's that's gonna check out. Oh, gross. So yeah. on a certain level, I do believe that he's called her there for that purpose. Okay. He's called her in to do exactly what she's doing. Okay. He's she's questioning. Hired, she's a hired wrecking ball. Is basically. Yes. 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 Because why do you do that otherwise? Okay. Why are you pouring gasoline on the fire constantly through the whole movie? Yes. Let's hang out together alone. Yes. Let's push off my, my current, uh, my current fiance. Okay. Like it's, it's almost like it's like, she's a secondary thought for the whole, for the whole fucking movie. It's just like, it's him. He calls out his friend and then he's like, this is our time to rekindle our relationship to a certain degree because I'm unsure. Oh, by the way, I'm also getting my suit done two days before this wedding for some fucking reason. (laughs) Absolutely. That's an excellent point. That wasn't, that wasn't final alterations. That wasn't like, that was, that was, they were making that suit. Two days. Okay. It's like the, the wedding's tomorrow. Can you, can you, can you measure my arms? <laughs> I didn't know this was coming. <laughs> That's so true. That's something you could guy. have dealt with months ago. Absolutely. Months ago. Okay. Oh, she would be livid. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean you haven't gotten your suit yet? Holy cow. I forgot it's about that. Pure madness, man. I don't like this guy okay i don't i think cameron diaz is way too good for him okay who the fuck what kind of guy is like yeah it's totally chill if you drop out of school i would never i would never date a man like that well and especially for it's as i said it's it's tough because it's definitely a situation that couples have to deal with right where you go we're going to be apart and how do we want to deal with that and i'm not going to criticize anybody for how you decide to do that but I will point out that she is very rich <laughs> um, from a very rich family. And it's one final year. It's eight months. Yes. It's what it, that's. And I'm glad you said that because that's 
That's the thing that really boggled my mind because I was like, I could understand if this girl wasn't even close. You know what I mean? She she got through half a semester, fucking hated it, and was like, I'm going to get to step in, okay? Because school's not for me. Because I truly believe, and I don't think this is a huge fault of a person, I don't think school's for everybody, okay? Right. Like, I don't think the system's set up to uh, for everyone to accomplish what they want. And it's, it's fine if you want to step out of it if it's not for you, okay? But that's not how this is presented, okay? It's not no. presented like she was doing – presented like she was doing really well. Okay. She's doing well for herself. She's in a good school. She was on her third year, so she must be fine. Okay. And then an she, architect, which is not easy to do. Yeah. And also I think you need more than four years. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that was <laughs> I was like, well, I'm a breeze over that part. Cause I'm pretty Maybe sure she it's kind of like pre-architecture. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea, but this girl's so close. Okay. At what point? And I'm not saying it does seem like she's on board and it was mostly her decision and I'm fine with that. But I don't think I would ever want to be with a person that wouldn't at least try and talk me out of it. Yeah. Wouldn't at least want to see me succeed in the life that I had envisioned for myself. I agree. And here's the fix in this movie for that, where we see a conversation where you go, I think you should stay in school. And she goes, my whole life I've sort of been prepping for this because I, you know, um, it, it was always set out to me. And I really want to, before I get my degree and finish up, I really want to go and tour around the US and really explore how thing, other people live and that sort of thing. And then you go, okay, great. Then not only do I understand why you would give up school uh, mm-hmm. to go tour around with your husband, but it actually shows something else that you have in common where you go, I think it'd be such a great adventure to go tour around with baseball uh, leagues and, and with my husband in that, because that's something I wouldn't get to do normally. And I'm, I get to do it now and I can always go back to school. Then she's showing agency. Then she's showing that this is a decision that she has made for her reasons rather than, well, if we need to be together, therefore I have to quit school because he's not going to quit his job. But I, and again, it's not like she's, she's rich. She could, fly to Boston. She could fly to Seattle. She could fly to, um, you know, Austin or whatever, wherever he is currently situated. And and it's not like these aren't major cities. They have major league baseball teams, you know, she could get there on weekends. She could, they could sort something out to make that work for sure. Absolutely. It just seemed like such a plot. It was really breezed over and it's like, Oh, it's fine. But I just, I don't, I, I think she deserves so much more. <laughs> like they really did. This is something I will say for this movie. I normally hate characters that are all sunshine and too lovey and too like every like they're like puppy dogs and I don't find them very believable. I love Cameron Diaz in this role. I believe yeah. it. I like it and I want to be around it. Yeah, she's actually quite charming and fun. She's not and- obnoxious. She's got she's got a really nice flow, and I don't find her too naive. Other than the fact that I don't, th- I think she deserves better than this man. Yes, where we go, our our famous third option in romantic comedies, please. It is don't stay with him or be alone. It is third option. It is yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like okay, so even this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. I got to tell you, Craig. If a man puts one of my full fingers into his mouth, I am going to believe it's okay to kiss him. I'm sorry. I know, and I know that's a crazy opinion. Okay, I know that's crazy. Okay, but if a man puts it, my full finger 
in his yeah. mouth. Isn't like, let's get some soap. Let's get a bit of butter or something to get this ring off your finger. You tried on my fiance's ring. And then as a reward, I'm going to put my whole mouth on it and suck it off. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? I could see why Julia Roberts thinks it's okay to kiss this guy. <laughs> there's some mixed signals there. I don't think it's there. out of the blue. <laughs> there's there's mixed signals all over the place. This whole movie's mixed signals. This whole movie's mixed signals, Craig. It's yeah. insane to think that this guy at the end has the audacity to be like, you fucked everything, you ruined my whole wedding. It's like, no, bitch, you ruined this wedding. You also participated in ruining this wedding big time. And the, the comparison I would make was, and I think it's just because we just did Friends, but the whole uh, the whole episode where Ross says the wrong name and then his wife runs away. And I was like, this guy has done so much worse than Ross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if you did, even if they did go through with it, there is such a long and tough conversation that night like the wedding is ruined at this point whether or not you smile and and go through with it uh it is ruined and you are sleeping on the couch during your wedding night you know what i mean like you are oh, yeah yeah honeymoon canceled you're cameron diaz was so ready at the end. It just, it bothers me so much that she was so easy and ready to say, this was all my fault. I'm to blame here when she did none of it. Yeah. Do you imagine I can't. being that desperate before your wedding just to be like, just please, I love you so much. Please like, don't embarrass- stop this. And please don't embarrass me in front of my friends and family by canceling a wedding last minute. Let's clear. You know, like it's. Yes. It's, it's, it's all bad. insane. It's Another- insane that they got married. I can't believe that this is the ending to this movie is that they actually get married. You know what else I found insane on this movie? And I really do need to mention this uh, is the bellhop played by Paul Giamatti. I was like, <laughs> what? What are you? Paul Giamatti, you're a you're an A a list actor. You're. <laughs> You're a respected <laughs> character actor. Why are you playing the bellhop in this? Uh, and I guess it's just everyone has a career that starts. I mean, but he's I was got a like, believable bellhop face. He does, In that actually. movie, I was like, I believe you in this role. As always, a chameleon. As always. <laughs> it's just so weird to see otherwise famous people in, like, early roles, you know? It's like, I, oh, he yeah, did, for- and he did act the fuck out of it. So I did enjoy mm-hmm, seeing mm-hmm. it. I, I will couldn't. say I <laughs> my favorite scene in this whole movie, and mostly because it's one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, Save a Little Prayer for You. Has, has that song not been stuck in your head? Save a Little Prayer, come on. No, it hasn't actually. What? <laughs> I'm probably going to be in the minority here, but I found that whole scene a little like contrived and unbelievable. Uh, you find it know. unbelievable? Have you never been in a group of people that just randomly start singing Craig? I don't think I have. Oh, you're not hanging out with enough musical theater people then. I guess I not, tell you. apparently. Because that is, it's it's a tiny bit far-fetched, but it's actually not that far. Every time I see one of these scenes and I talk to somebody that's like, I can't believe they want us to believe that these people started singing. I'm like, oh no, I believe it. Absolutely. I have been in a couple of situations where a group <laughs> of people just start singing and you start joining in and it just happens. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but never in a restaurant. Like, I would be mortified by that. I will say I do feel like uh, what George did is completely justified. Like, the shit that Julia Roberts puts him through by oh, lying yeah. about being his fiance. And I was just like, he hit the pitch perfect level of trolling her for doing a shitty thing to him where he's very over the top and uh, enthusiastic and is telling embarrassing stories about how they met. I was like, yes, absolutely. Like you're not fucking up any of the plans that she made or anything like that, but you're making her pay for it a little bit. And I, I loved it so much. I was like, you were hitting that perfectly. Oh yeah. Well, well-deserved, well-deserved. He is, he's one of my, uh, next to Cameron Diaz. He is my secondary favorite character in this movie. I find oh, he's great. him, he's, he's on board. He's ready to, he is truly a best friend because he's ready to be shitty with her, but also tells her what she's doing is wrong. He's like, okay, like I'm gonna help you with this, but I also disagree. So tell him or don't, but stop doing this weird and I'm gonna call and you. I'm gonna call you on your bullshit. Yeah. Where he's like, so you kissed him. Did he kiss you back? She's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, okay. So now you're chasing him in a bread truck, and he's chasing her. Who's chasing you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Well, give it up. You're ruining yeah. this poor man's wedding. Uh, yeah. Go home, girl. You lost. Yeah. Okay. Another great thing I did like about George um, was especially for the time this movie came out i felt like it was a very positive non-stereotypical uh version of the gay best friend which is kind of a trope that you've Mm. even seen more in later movies where it's like uh the gay best friend is portrayed as ridiculous and very flamboyant and over the top and basically just comedic relief right um whereas i thought in this movie they were just George just seemed very uh like a like a regular guy who happened to be gay. Like like they weren't playing up his sexuality for any sort of laughs or um plot points or to make him the subject of mockery or anything like that, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. He he comes off super well on camera, and I yep. just the entire time I could think, I'm like, oh yeah, this was what diversity was in the '90s. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this diverse movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I do agree. I do. I I thought he was a good character. He had. Um, he had the good motivations, but was also bad enough to still be believable in a best friend role. Yeah, so we yep. all do, we all do that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we all incur- we all tell them. You know what I mean? Your friend calls with a situation. You you will and you will tell them to do the shitty thing if it's what they want to do. But you'll also <laughs> tell them it's shitty. You'll be like, yeah, do it for sure, but just know it's it's kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> You got to do what you got to do, ma'am, but they're going to fucking hate you for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I, or at least that's the type of friend I am. So give me a call if you ever want <laughs> to be talking some to agreeance. something very questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, I'm thinking of getting a forehead tattoo. Yes, do it, Craig. <laughs> no, no, no. I talk you down to a back tattoo, Craig. Don't ah, worry. Okay. I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. <laughs> 
Uh, anything else you wanted to mention about uh, my best friend's wedding? I think we've. No, I. Yeah, I've covered. I've I've yelled enough. <laughs> I feel much better. This was almost this this almost feels like a therapeutic episode for me. Craig, oh, great. I'm be perfectly honest with you, I had a lot of feelings on this movie that I needed to get out. <laughs> you know what? Weirdly enough, I we've been doing this long enough now where I can watch a movie and be like, Rebecca's gonna have words about this one. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know I don't necessarily know what, <laughs> but I know Rebecca's going to have some strong opinions about things. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I oh, guess it's time to uh, give the definitive rankings of how good yeah. the villain is. Um, so uh, this week I've got the, uh, the friendship scale, my, the friend scale. Um, so on the scale, I'm doing a Kim, obviously, because uh, that's who mm. I think the movie presents as supposed to be the villain. Uh, yeah. So on a scale of workplace acquaintance to a, a lifelong friend, I'm going to give uh, Kim someone who will help you move. Uh, they deal with a lot of junk, but ultimately they're there when you need them. All right. I've got, I also did a friend scale, but I did something very specific. Um, and I'm, all, I'm, I'm writing uh, Julia Roberts' character, Julianne, uh, and technically and... Uh, uh, pardon me, Michael's character together. They are the pure evil. I'm going to say, uh, from a scale of unlikely animal friends, uh, Corgi on a horse to the gold star standard, uh, of friendship. That is Sir Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. I am going to give them a Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. You two are destructive together. You should have never been friends and never be friends again. Please. For the love of God. <laughs> I really like that scale. Uh, that's great. That's perfect. Um, and yeah, so before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, a couple ways you guys can actually help us out, support the podcast. Uh, first of all, um, if you're listening to this on uh, any sort of podcast app, uh, please subscribe and maybe uh, do us a favor, leave us a review, a uh, quick one sentence review, um, four stars or whatever you want to give us. Um, you can also reach out to us on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash villain was right. Uh, VWR podcast on Twitter. That's where we're most active. Um, and if you have any movie suggestions, suggestions if you have uh anything you you suggestions for the podcast anything you'd like to hear us talk about uh, you can always email us uh suggestions and and feedback at uh villain was right at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as we can as well you can always hit us up on Patreon if you're dying for extra episodes, more content, more say in what we're doing on this show. Please hit us up on Patreon. We have lots of tiers. If you just want to donate $1 a month, that's super appreciated. It just goes towards our production costs uh, and other things like that. There's, of course, uh, if you get our top tier, you get two bonus episodes a month where Craig and I just talk about things that, uh, the lens that we love, uh, a couple of lighthearted conversations. So please hit us up on Patreon for that. And if you're already a Patreon, we love you so much. And if you're not a Patreon and can't afford it, don't worry. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys listening every week. Uh, you're the best fans in the world. We love you. Yeah, you're the best. And now it's time for our heroes and villains of the week. Um, so I've got a bit of a, uh, a villain this week. And um, I, I debated whether or not to tell this because it's kind of quarantine related. And I'm just like, do I want to just like try and be positive? But then I ultimately was just like, no, I need to acknowledge kind of <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in my life and whatnot. So um, my villain in this was doing laundry, uh, which 
some is the simplest thing in the world, but somehow turned into this ordeal that absolutely destroyed me. Uh, this was last week. So it all started off with this was a couple weeks ago, and this was right about when they started changing the position on wearing masks and stuff like that, right? So you should be wearing masks out in public and things like that. And then I happened to be on Facebook. I saw my building's Facebook group and saw somebody saying like, oh, I can't believe nobody's wearing a mask in the laundry room downstairs. And that just got into my head. And I was like, okay, I need to do laundry. They're saying I should be wearing a mask down to do laundry. I don't have any masks. And if I'm using the mask properly, that means that I don't reuse it, right? I go down. So so I would need three masks. I would have to, one, to bring my laundry down, get rid of that when I come back up. Then I need a second mask for when I switch it over from the laundry to the dryer. Then I need a third mask for when I went go down to get my drying. And then I'm like, but I wouldn't just need three masks. I'd need at least six masks because I'd need to be washing the three when I was using the other three. And then I was like, well, no, I need more than six to be able to rewash and reuse because then if three are in the wash that I can't. And I just started spiraling out of control in terms of like, like a, a feedback loop, exactly like that. Like I need this in order to do this. So I need this in order to do this. And the whole time, and I know this is this is something that other people feel on social media all the time, but this is the first time that it ever hit me, whereas I am simultaneously going crazy through this mental loop, but I'm seeing people on social media, like friends and things, posting all these selfies with these beautifully hand-stitched homemade masks. And I'm like, I can't fucking do that. So I, I after like literally a couple like two or two days of pure paralysis like i couldn't get off of the couch in order to even because like it was too overwhelming you know what i mean like the idea of doing laundry involves so many intermediate steps that i i just sat on the couch and didn't do anything and then finally i was like okay you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna sit down and i'm gonna try and turn one of these old t-shirts into a mask. And I sat down and I tried to sew it and I am terrible at sewing. I'm getting so fucking frustrated at it. Like to, to give you contrast, like I'm, I can't even pick up a needle off the table. I'm struggling to thread it. Um, literally the weekend before I start doing all this, I was like working with some tools. I had like a saw and I drew, drew a, a, a saw across my knuckles, right? gouged them up all crazy. It hurt a little bit. Wasn't a big deal. I just carried on. And when that happened, I was like, this is fine. This, it hurts a little, but that's like, look at me. I'm getting something done. This is all, this is, this is kind of a, a badge of honor, if you will. Right. Cut to me stabbing myself in the finger with a tiny needle. And I wanted to upend the entire table and throw it across the thing. I was like this stupid <laughs> finicky bullshit. I can't <laughs> I can't fucking deal with this right now. And I was like it I was just about to boil over. I couldn't couldn't fucking handle it. And uh so whatever. I finally get one mask done. The next day I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go down to the laundry. 
I put in one load of laundry and then I realized that our laundry cart is out of money. So I go to the machine to load it up and I put a $20 bill in and it's like, we can't read this bill. This is a, not a real bill. I take another 20 out, put it in the machine. It's like, we can't read this either. So I'm sitting there in my fucking homemade mask. Can't load up my, th- my card with money. So I end up having to leave the apartment building and go to the bank down the street wearing this mask again. I had to get more cash out of an ATM, go back. I take it and it took about like five or six tw- different 20s to put in this thing before it would read it at all. I finally get all of this on and I'm finally able to do my laundry. But it was just like, it just turned into such an ordeal. I just fucking hated it. And I hated <laughs> that I had to learn that I had to learn a new skill in order to do laundry. It's like, no, laundry is a thing I already know how to do. And now you expect me to be this crafting sewing expert, like all these cool people I see on social media with their perfectly like handcrafted it. things. And I was just like, it was the roughest three days I've had since this began and it was all over just (laughs) because I needed clean underwear. Like it was insane. It was insane, but that's my villain of the week. Um, (laughs) I love that you describe making a mask as expert level sewing skills. I have to become, what are we going to be a nuclear physicist of sewing? Like, (laughs) except, except the the thing I was doing was not expert, but the, the ones that other people were showing were, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are people who had sewing machines and p- knew how to uh, cut patterns and they had fabric in their apartments and they're like, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was very, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't put it into words any better than I already have. It was just oh, very frustrating. so funny. Yeah. Oh, we got really lucky because uh, my partner's a CPR instructor. So we already had a bunch of masks in the house because you're required, even if you're yeah. training somebody, you still require to wear all the proper medical equipment. Sure. And, uh, and uh, we do have masks now. We were able to get some stuff, but it was just uh, this sex. one period of time where it was, whew. Anyway, I'm, kinda, I'm sure some gonna... of you have felt the same level of frustration. <laughs> so I just wanted to share it and let you know you're not in this alone. We're, we're all there. We're all uh, dealing with this at the same time. So that's, I'm going to end that on a positive note. I've got a quarantine story, but mine's a hero. And it's pretty, it's pretty light and casual. But I uh, the other day I was... Um, hanging out with my boyfriend and he was like, Oh, I'm going to go for a run. You should lock the door and I'll knock when I get back. And I was like, Oh, there's no point. I don't need to lock the door. That's insane. And he's like, no, 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 you should lock the door. And it's like, uh, we, we both have, I'm probably maybe a little too casual about the door, but like, I'm a, I've, I've lived in Canada my whole life. Like I grew up in a small town. We live in a building that has, there's, there's three residents or there's three apartments in our building and our front door is coded. So I'm like, if you want to come in, like you, you, you're probably going to get in here anyway, okay? If you've already made all that effort, okay, whether the door's locked or not, you've made it. You're probably going to get in. So I don't really lock the door a lot. But my boyfriend's from France, and he's gotten a little more, he's got different opinions on security. Uh, so anyway, I'm like, I'm not going to, I just tell him, I'm like, it's fine. I'm not going to lock the door, right? And I swear to God, <laughs> not... Five minutes later, I hear someone jiggling our door handle, okay? They jiggle our door handle and then walk away. 
And I'm sitting in the apartment. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm I'm freaking out because I'm like, my pride will be my own demise. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a full fledged panic attack. I don't know what has just happened. I'm like, who the fuck? And I'm trying to like piece it together like I'm a criminal mastermind. I'm like, okay, what kind of criminal? Why why would you why would anybody do that? Walk up to a door, jiggle the door handle and walk away. I'm like, cause it's clearly unlocked. If they wanted to see if it was locked or not, they they're gonna see it's unlocked. Like I, and I'm 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 pacing around my apartment. I'm freaking out. I'm alone. I don't know what's going on. And then I hear my neighbor pop back inside and I go, oh my God, it, it dawns on me because I, all of a sudden I get this very distinct smell of cleaning product. Uh. My neighbor has been disinfecting all the doorknobs in the <laughs> building periodically. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I and, it, and I swear to God, this guy's a hero. I'm like, what a saint for doing that for us consistently. He does all the rails in the building. But I got to tell you, he does it almost every other day and it scares the shit out of me every time. It doesn't matter how many times he does it. Yeah. It terrifies me every single time. Anyway, <laughs> he's my hero of the week. He's such a G for doing that, but honestly scared the crap out of me, man. Like, Rebecca's geez. like, thanks for doing that. Places the chain over her door. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, scared the absolute shit out of me anyway, but this guy's still a hero to me. What a, what a beauty for doing that for the building. <laughs> so good. So good. Anyway, well, uh, where can people follow you on social media, Craig? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up, uh, uh Craig fake comedy on Facebook, uh, Twitter. I've also just recently, uh, launched a new video series on YouTube, uh, called Craig Fay builds a clock where I am going to uh, build a clock, a uh, mechanical clock from scratch. And, uh, it's kind of fun. You're going to learn the science and, uh, interesting mechanics and stuff about how a clock works uh so episode one is out now uh you can find it on youtube uh so check that out and other than that uh craigfay.com for uh future updates and as always you can follow me at rebecca reads r-e-b-e-c-c-a-r-e-e-d-s at anything of your choosing um twitter instagram all that stuff hit me up send me a message whatever whatever you want let's let's hang out i guess <laughs> no let's not hang out uh not yet in a while uh, anyway, that's been us uh, from The Villain Was Right. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. So look out for that episode. Uh, and as always, this is The Villain Was Right telling you to never make a stranger your maid of honor. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>